Would you like to start 2021 as securely as possible? Well, you know how goals go. Sometimes it's hard to keep up with them. And so to help with that, Raiden and I have come up with a 2021 financial checklist. And it has a few items on there that we think are very important to stay on top of this year. And we are certainly happy to have you with us as we start off 2021. And we are amazed at what we were able to get accomplished in 2020 uh, with some great interviews. And we appreciate you listening to the show. Uh, in order for us to continue to make great shows and for this to be a, 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 just a program that I think everyone can benefit from, we do have a favor. If you could, if, you, if you've not been able to do so already, if you would be able to go on to whatever platform you like to listen to podcasts and give us a five-star rating and write us a review. Both of those are so important for us. It is so beneficial for us to know your feedback. So we would certainly appreciate it. So please do that. If you send a screenshot of it uh, to morgan at pomwealth.net, we will send you a copy of our a free copy of our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. But for now, we hope you enjoy our 2021 financial checklist. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Well, welcome to our very first Retirement action of 2021. Uh, amazing thing to say, I tell you, uh, to have made it through 2020 and to be sitting here in 2021. And so we're excited about that. That's actually good, uh, good to have. So we welcome you to our podcast. We welcome you to 2021 with us as we hope to bring you a tremendous amount of information this year in our Retirement in Action series, which come out each Wednesday. So today being the first retirement in action for the year and for 2021, what we thought we would do is kind of take you through what we're calling our 2021 retirement checklist. So basically all the things that we need to think about, now we may not hit every single topic, but we're gonna to try to go through some of those key points that we think, hey, these are things you might wanna just take a moment, stop, take some notes, and say, okay, let me make sure I've made a, a record of these things or I go and take care of it because we know what happens. We get busy and then all of a sudden they go to the wayside. So we're going to get started here and Merce is going to start us off with the first couple of points that you might want to think about or consider when it comes to our retirement checklist. Yeah, thanks, Raiden. So yeah, everyone, welcome to 2021. We've come up with a nice little list here and the first one on the list is to review your 401k, IRA, Roth, HSA contribution plans for the year. So what I mean by that is if you're still working or you still have earned income, um, have a plan going into the year for 2021 as far as how much you want to put into those different vehicles. So as a reminder, the 401k, the contribution limit for 2021 is 19500 And then if you're above 50 years old, 
um, you can do an additional 6,500 for the year. They call that the catch-up contribution. So you can put in as much as 26,000 uh, into your 401k. This also applies to 403Bs, 457 plans. Um, so it's always good to know that number because that number changes a little bit almost every year. Uh, go back 10 years ago, that number was closer to 18,000 for your salary deferral. So it goes up a little bit. And if your intention is to max out on the 401k, we think that's a great idea, but just make sure you know what that number is and adjust your payroll accordingly. Um, on the IRA Roth side, uh, the contribution, as long as you have earned income, you can put into these, uh, these types of um, uh, retirement accounts, but the, the number is not as high as the 401k. It's uh, 6,000 is the regular. If you're over 50, you can do an additional thousand. So up to 7,000 a year can go into these. So once again, just have an idea uh, so you can start your year off uh, good. And then also- um, Hey, Merce, on that right there, could you, uh, just so we can talk about it just for real quick on that IRA and the Roth, can you just briefly explain, I know we've talked about this before, but if people are thinking about the year, the difference between what their, their tax benefit of doing the Roth versus the traditional. Right, so uh, very quick difference. The IRA is pre-tax assets. The Roth is tax-free assets. If you put money into an, uh, a pre-tax IRA, traditional IRA, um, you do you typically will get a tax benefit. So if you put in seven thousand um, into the IRA, that usually get knocked seven thousand off of your income for that year. Also, we're sitting here at the beginning of 2021, uh, and you haven't filed your taxes for 2020 just yet. You can actually, for contributions, you can go back and file uh, put do contributions for 2020 as well. So something to think about there, um, whether or not you want to do an IRA or a Roth, be careful with the Roth. Um, one part is having the earned income to put the money into the Roth, but the other part is also uh, there are income limitations uh, when it comes to putting money into a Roth IRA. So roughly, I believe for uh, if you're filing single, it's about 125000 a year. If you're above that, you start to phase out of the ability to put money into a Roth. If you're married filing jointly, it's just shy of 200000 a year as your annual income. So just be aware of those numbers as well. But once again, we're just trying to get your head thinking about how you want to be contributing to these savings accounts, to these retirement accounts, uh, starting the year off right. Um, the next uh, topic on our, our list of uh, things that you may want to be considering for 2021 is your beneficiaries. Uh, it seems like something simple, but oftentimes beneficiaries can get neglected. I say neglected in the sense of life changes uh, you have a grandkid or, or, or you know, something happens where you, you may want to change your beneficiaries or maybe you never change it from a, a previous marriage or, or something like that. So always stay on top of all the different accounts you have and what beneficiaries are associated with them. Right now in the, tech, in the world of technology that we live in, a lot of times you can just update those very quickly online and it only takes a couple minutes. Sometimes it takes a signature on a form. So just be aware of all the different accounts that you have and then all of the beneficiaries associated with them and make sure it lines up with your overall estate plan. Uh, and also don't forget about the life insurance side as well. Very important to have those beneficiaries down pat the way that you want them. All right, very good. Well, that brings us to our next point here. Uh, and we're kind of listing it as um, uh, make your life more simple. <laughs> so um, what we find is, you know, Merce and I will we'll meet with somebody and they'll have 
you know, sometimes two to three different old 401k plans. So maybe you move from one job to another, but you left that 401k there and it's got an amount of money. And then you move to another job and something happened there. And over the years, now here you sit two, three, four old 401ks, not with your current employer. And it's complicated. You're, it's, it, sometimes people go, I forgot I had that 401k. We've had people with substantial amounts of 401k balances and they forgot they had them because they, they had them all over the place. So it's a good time at the beginning of the year to just think about consolidating that. So what we mean by that is that you can take um, all of these 401ks and you can move them together into a traditional IRA. So sometimes people say, well, if I do that, what, what are my penalties or what are my uh, taxes on those if I do that? Well, here's the thing. You can move your money from 401k plans to an IRA completely tax-free. There's no, you're just taking it from one tax deferred plan to another. And there's, there's typically no fees to get out of the 401k. If, if, the only fee I've ever seen personally is something like $50. And that is extremely rare. But by doing that, you really just kind of make your life more simple. Now, we talked about that. The, by the way, the difference between a 401k and an IRA is the 401k is a company plan. An IRA is owned by you. It's, it's, it's an individual account. But now we also have had people come in and have IRAs all over the place. So maybe they used to be at Charles Schwab and then they open up an account at Fidelity, then at you know, TD Ameritrade and then at E-Trade and all of a sudden they got four and five different small little uh, traditional IRAs everywhere. And again, they got all these statements coming in and do not be confused that by having them in different locations that that means diversification. It Diversification is based on my investment plan, not based on where I have all these IRAs. Because if I could, I could have the exact same type of investment in each location and I have zero diversification. So you can consolidate all of those traditional IRAs into one IRA if you want. Now think about that. What if you had two or three 401ks, three or four traditional IRAs, that's like six, seven, eight statements, different places that you're getting statements every month or quarter and you put it all in one place. That's why we call this the simplify plan. So just basically uh, take a look at that and just simplify things. It'll make your year a lot better. You won't have all that paperwork. It'll just make it a, a, a much better 2021 for you. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Merce. Sorry, I was going to say, so moving along down the list that we've come up with for you all, um, uh, we're going to transition to more on the, the real estate uh, side of things to where, you know, with rates where they are right now, they're basically at all-time lows. They very likely will not get lower. I mean, it's possible, but we've never seen them this low. So why not take advantage of them? And what I'm getting at is potentially looking at doing a refinance on your on your house or maybe an investment property that you have any any type of uh, loan that you have. I would consider at least taking a look and seeing if you can get an advantageous rate to lower your payment or maybe help you pay off uh, whatever loan you have a little bit quicker through a refinance. We did a podcast last year. uh, speaking with a uh, person that does this for a living, and they gave us some really good tips on what you may want to consider. So I would encourage you to go look back uh, to that refinance podcast. Um, but ultimately, you know, I'm looking at it right now 
as we're sitting recording this uh, podcast. And I did a refinance back in 2019. So even if you just did it a year or two ago, it's still possible that there are there's a reason to do it again. Once again, rates are very low. The only thing to be careful about here is, you know, there are fees involved a lot of times with doing a refinance. So don't get caught up in getting the lowest rate. Understand every little piece you can when it comes to what your payment will be if you're refinancing your house and all the fees that go into uh, getting it done. Um, but I think there's a tremendous amount of opportunity here for a refinance if you haven't looked into it yet. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. Okay, great. So now that kind of brings us to this next part, which is tied honestly to the house again. Uh, one of the big questions that we get uh, quite often is how much money should we have on the side, in, in, and I say on the side, kind of like in a cash account for emergencies. Um, we just had a conversation with a client who basically they uh, had some cash in the bank and they said, well, how much should I leave in the bank? Cause I want to pay off the mortgage. And they said, I just don't want that mortgage payment anymore. And, but they said, if I do that and I pay off that, now you could think about that in multiple areas, paying off a car, paying off a credit card, paying off any kind of debt like that. And you think, yeah, but I, I don't want to do that because if I do that, it's going to take my cash reserves down. And then if I get laid off or I, I, I need extra cash for some reason, I don't, I won't have access to my cash. So here's a little tip that you might think about is opening an, an equity line of credit. Now, there could be a minimal fee to open it, but there's no interest if you don't have any balance on the equity line of credit. So go back to the example of the person that said, I want to pay my mortgage off. So what they did is that they did drain a lot of their cash out of their cash reserve, but they paid off their mortgage. So all of a sudden, they, they, they had this very nice influx of cash flow because they didn't have to make that house payment anymore. And then what they did is they just opened up an equity line of credit that gave them again, access to cash, easy access. It comes with either a debit card. Most of them now come with a debit card or a checkbook. And so you have access to that equity line of credit and you wanna get it while you're working. You don't wanna wait till you're not working cause then you can't get it cause you can't qualify. So go ahead and set it up. Just It just sits there. You might have access to a certain amount of money and you don't have any payments, no interest whatsoever uh, as long as your balance is, is zero. So. You might want to think about that as like an emergency fund uh, location. So keep that in mind. Now, the next one I've got is pretty big, um, especially if you are turning 72 in the year of 2021. And what I'm talking about here is RMDs, also known as required minimum distributions. Now, we had something that has never really happened that I know of uh, last year in 2020, which is they, the RMDs were completely optional because of 
what we what, what, what we had gone through with the coronavirus. The government came out with this thing called the CARES Act that had a lot of things to it, but one of the big ones was you didn't have to take your RMD in 2020. It was completely optional. Uh, this year in 2021, as far as we know, it's back on the table. The requirement is back on, and we will assume that it is until we hear uh, until we hear differently. So plan on taking your RMD. If you're turning 72 or if you're already taking them, um, plan on those. Uh, if it's new to you, basically what that means is you have to take it every single year going forward in, once you turn 72 and afterwards. And it's just a factor of uh, there's a formula based off of what your IRA uh, combined balances are. There's a number that they'll come up with and then you have to take that out of your IRA uh, every single year going forward. So it could be 10,000, it could be 20,000, whatever it is, um, you have to get that out of the IRA and either you can spend it or you, you can reinvest it into another brokerage account, but it has to leave the IRA. So start thinking about that uh, because it is gonna add to your tax bill for the year. Um, uh, sometimes a common question that we get is, well, when should I take it? Uh, there is no rule there as long as you take it in the year that you turn 72 in this case, and as long as it's done by December 31st. Um, so we have several clients that take it on a monthly basis. They start in January and they just get a regular monthly direct, direct deposit into their account, kind of like a paycheck. And we have other clients that take it at the beginning of the year up front, and then we have other clients that take it at the end of the year. So it's really up to you on that, but just be, be aware of that. You don't want to forget to take your RMD. So just start thinking about that as well. As always, if you have any questions on that, if it's new to you, you can always reach out to us and we'll walk you through all those steps. All right. So this kind of connects us to if you are in a position where you have to take a required minimum distribution, you might be thinking, well, I don't need that money. Uh, I, I'm looking at my budget. I, I don't need to take that money, but I got to take it because the IRS says I have to take it at 72. Well, once you turn, I know we're throwing a bunch of ages at you here, but uh, once you turn 70 and a half, you are able to do what is called a qualified charitable deduction. So what does that mean? It means that you can take money, a distribution right from your IRA and have it go directly to a charity of your choice. And it's 100% tax deductible, which means you don't have to claim any income on it. So let's go back to Mercer's example, you're 72 or older, and you have to take out an amount of money. So let's just use a nice round of money. Let's say you've got to take out $10,000. And you go, I don't need the $10,000. Then you can have that $10,000 go direct to a charity. And therefore, you're not going to be taxed on that money. So it is a huge benefit. Now, what if you've got $10,000 of required minimum distribution? but you wanna keep five of it. Well, then you can have five of it go to the charity and five of it come to you. Now, there's a little caveat in there. If you're over 70 and a half, but you haven't turned 72 yet, you might just wanna take the distribution as a voluntary uh, deal uh, because you're not required to and have it go to a charity. So you're allowed to have it go to that charity and it be completely tax deductible. So if you are contributing to a charity, it's a great way to do it because you get money out of what would be taxable money and you get to put it in there and not have to pay tax on it. So that's just a great thing to think about this year as you're trying to think about maybe what charities you're going to give to and those kind of things. Yeah. So next up on the list, uh, I've talked to quite a few clients last year um, about Social Security. 
And, you know, really it's more along the, the process. If you're taking social security in 2021, you probably already know that it's now it's, well, you got to, you got to go through um, the, the things that the, the social security department wants you to do. So you have to apply for it. And you, you ideally want to do that at least two to three months ahead of the month that you expect to start receiving benefits. There are thousands of people applying for social security every single day right now. So uh, obviously their lead time is uh, pretty long. So the quicker that you can get in, I believe the, the window is you can apply as early as three months before the date that you want to start receiving those benefits, I would start right away. Um, and, you know, if you have any questions on that about, you know, is it the right time to start taking it? Should I wait uh, to take it? Should I wait till 70 or whatever it may be? We're happy to run through that with you as well. But the bigger thing here, I think, is if you've already decided, go ahead and make a plan to, to, to go ahead and make that phone call, get the paperwork done and everything like that. Um, and so that you're all set to receive it when you actually want to receive it. Okay, now we're going to move on to what I think is probably one of the most complicated things you got to deal with in retirement, and that is Medicare. And with Medicare, there's different periods that are called open enrollment periods. There's different rules about what you need to think about as far as your income is concerned, how that's going to affect maybe Medicare premiums. Now, if uh, you missed it, you can go back to episode 11. And the title of that episode on the podcast was Navigating Medicare in Retirement. And on that episode, we actually talked with Lorraine Bowen, who is a Medicare expert. And we talked all about all these different rules. So obviously, today, we don't have time to go into all that. But if you uh, missed that episode, go back and listen to it. Uh, and it'll help you. I would tell you, if you're in the age that you're going to be getting Medicare or turning 65, you need to make sure you spend some time doing some research on that. Uh, so make sure you reach out and, uh, to episode 11 or reach directly out to Lorraine Bowen. Okay, our final thing is understanding our income plan or our budget. A lot of times uh, for us, a lot of our clients are taking income from different places because they're not working anymore. So they're taking distributions. And many times they'll call us up and say, you know what, I, I actually think I'm taking too much money because uh, my, my checking account or my savings account is getting too high. And so we need to make an adjustment. We do that annually. So what we're talking to you about right now is, is you might need to make an adjustment this year. It could actually be the opposite of what I just said. You're going, wait a minute, I'm drawing down my savings and I actually need to increase my income. So make sure you look at that and, and track it. If you ever would like to know a way to track it so that you can see how it's going on a month-by-month -month basis and have it be automatic, then you can uh, obviously reach out to us and we'd be glad to be able to, to try to help you to figure out how to do that. There's a couple different software programs. We have a couple of those that we can give to you for free that you can have access to. So you can reach out to us and we can help you with making sure you track it if you don't know what that is. Because that's probably one of the most confusing things people have in retirement is how do I deal with all of these uh, different moving parts? So we hope that this has been helpful. We know it's been quick. Uh, it's, it, you know, but there's a lot of different things. And throughout 2021, Merce and I will tackle a lot of these topics in detail, uh, helping you to understand it. But we just wanted to go in a quick overview to say, hey, we're in the new year. How do we want to make sure that we uh, make sure it's a prosperous new year, as we always like to say, with true peace of mind. So thank you so much for coming on our very first 2021 retirement action. We hope you have a great day and a great year. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. 
If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.